So this is the story about that time an apartment exploded at a hotel in Portugal where I was staying and I didn't wake up. <laughs> so um, before I talk about that, I just wanted to uh, tell you how I ended up there because um, it's quite a, it kind of adds to the story. So I was around maybe 18, 19 or something like that. And I had just moved from my hometown up to, um, or, or to Stockholm, which is the capital of Sweden. And um, I had uh, done a couple of different bar jobs, you know, coffee shops, but I ended up working at this coffee shop uh, in a really cool area in Stockholm and um, it was a night coffee shop and the owner that hired me she was the owner she created the coffee shop and a lot of taxi drivers used to come there and have a chat at night so I actually w worked by myself at night now when I look back at it uh, I can't believe I did that um, I didn't have a tease or anything I think she had something behind the counter uh, she's like oh just use this one in case you know something happens <laughs> there was no security but anyway you know I was serving coffee I made you know like they had porridge you have to make for the morning it was it was pretty busy and a lot of really cool taxi drivers came in and I kind of felt safe with them coming in because they were familiar uh, faces anyway so the reason why I went to Portugal is because I quit this job and why I did that was because uh, the owner's daughter who was kind of in a cult um, uh, like a sect she she took over and I was the only person that was not a part of their uh, sect organization and um, she she really tried to bully me out of there um, and uh, she was pretty pretty nasty and she started to hire all this weird people from their so-called church and and the taxi drivers saw the, the locals that came in there they're like they thought I was some of them thought I was a part of it as well and uh, because these girls they started to work there they try to recruit everyone that came in and uh yeah the, it was just kind of a weird um yeah weird time and at the same time as well when I was there I had I encountered a lot of people that had been brainwashed and been in different cults. So I started to, uh, by my own like curiosity, I started to read a lot of um, uh, literature, a lot of books about people that been through uh, uh, different cults and left and all that. So, so it was kind of an interesting time. And on top of that, <laughs> I was really hard to find something at that time like a place to, to rent, I finally found a couple of blocks away, a small, tiny apartment and that I started to rent. And this time, around this time, there were no phones, like mobile phones, really. Uh, so, yeah, you know, this was way back when you had like um, those phone booths. And, you know, I used to call my mom and like, you know, from the phone booths, that's pretty much the only communication. And, um, uh, yeah, so I rented this apartment and I was kind of desperate and it was so cute. And, um, 
but uh, the owner said, oh, you know, the guy and uh, that was here before you, he bailed. So he left all this stuff. So I moved in and the, the door, the entrance had got all this, like she had changed the locks and it previously been like kind of pushed in I think and but she, she secured it and he had left like a couple of chainsaws um some axes um uh, <laughs> this is crazy talking about this now a couple of axes and um and he started to get all this mail uh to his mailbox and I just got so tired I opened a couple of them and he owed like Ten, twenty thousand dollars to all these different banks, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to get out of here." I remember though, uh, like all those axes and chainsaws. I had a couple of mates that that wanted them. Like, oh, you know, just take this. And there was this whole book. I think he was a part of the Scientology. Like, um, and uh, I um, because there was heaps of books of uh, of Doctor Hubs, who's the creator of the Scientology. And I also had no, I couldn't put a phone in because he had run away from that as well. So anyway, so that's a part of the story. And, um, so it kind of got me curious about different, uh, uh, people beliefs and all that as well. And, and I wanted to investigate like what, what drives people doing certain things and believe in th- certain things and follow different groups uh anyway so i was working there and i was like i have to get out of this coffee shop so one day i was walking past this store and there is a company in sweden called gudren Sjöden, and they do like really colorful clothes for every every like kind of art, artistic um, uh, style and uh, they do cater for younger people now um yeah anyway so i went past there and they had a sign like oh we we need some models to go to to portugal for two weeks and like and they they photograph a lot of normal people so to speak like and i, I just went in and applied and i got the job so i just like quit that coffee shop they were probably relieved they could recruit someone from the group so i went um uh yeah i took it uh, yeah uh, I, I took two weeks and i went and i actually made uh, as much money as I would have uh, done in two months on this coffee shop. So I was pretty happy. So I was like, I just worry about things later on. Um, so, and it was, they were so nice. Um, the owner was there, Gunnar Schöde and her, her husband. And they had a photography assistant guy as well. He was really lovely. And, and we were another four models, like kind of, no, yeah, normal people. <laughs> and, um, one, she was kind of a professional model, I think. Uh, I stayed with her in the hotel room. So we went to Algarve and in Portugal, the southern part, and that's when I learned about um, fado music, which is their traditional music. It was so beautiful. And, you know, like sandy beaches, it was so lovely to see that. And I got to see the orange farms and all these medieval villages. And, yeah, we photographed pretty much every day and we had a break once in a while. But one night we had a a break and we stayed at this hotel and I think me and my, my friend or the other 
model we stayed in on the eighth floor and um uh and we had like the day after we could start later around like one two so we had a late start so we actually went out partying that night and got pretty smashed so we came home and were so tired and that night they had gas in these apartments there so we were around the eighth floor and around maybe six or floor five down from us a little bit on an angle this couple had come home and there was no smell of the gas at that time so they they have left the gas on came home and then lit a cigarette and when I woke up in the morning, they had knocked on our door and I did not wake up at all. I'm a really heavy sleeper, except from now when I have kids, I just wake up when they just breathe. <laughs> but this is a different time. I woke up and I was like, I told my friend, like, oh, my God, it's, it's black. The whole pool is black. There were like furniture and like bits and pieces and everything. So this couple downstairs they come home, lit a cigarette and bang, the whole apartment just kind of blew up. But what I wanted to share with the gratitude about this is that uh, there were like nothing really, I, I don't think nothing super bad happened to them. Like they were bandaged and all that. They did survive and I'm so grateful for that. And also, yeah, it's, uh, it was kind of a reminder to to live live life um, one one day at a time, I think. And yeah, and I would love to go back there one day. So that's my story for today. Thanks for listening. Bye.